0: you're listening to the Abide podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message.
1: Four years now, many people don't know. Yeah, somebody's excited. Praise God. Um, For those of you that don't know, before we were here, we were actually missionaries. But before that, we served under these amazing people here. And there was a point in our lives where in 2013, Where we were actually ready to just give up and not be in ministry anymore. We were just like, we're done with this game. We were tired, burnt out. And I called my father-in-law, who's you're going to be hearing from tonight. And I was like, I'm done. I just need a. Can you just give me a room to sleep? But I'm not doing this thing no more. And they really helped. Like we would not be here today had they not given us a safe place to heal and pushed us forward and said, No, God has a plan for you. So I always say this every time they come. You know, now revivalist is is a buzzword. We we put it on shirts. But back in the day, when you were a revivalist, it was weird. And you didn't, you didn't get invited many places. And so a lot of what we say is they they've paved way for what we get to easily step into today as a body. The way we worship, the way we seek after the Lord, the way we surrender, the way we yield, we learn by watching and serving under them. So I don't want to take too much time, but I want you guys to honor them as they come forward this, mo- this afternoon. You can come right up. I keep saying this morning. I'm like, it's one ongoing Jesus Fest for me. So let's just honor them as they come.
2: Love you, buddy. God bless. You. Do I need to stay up here? Can I walk down there? Wherever do you want. Okay. Be seated. <laughs> that was good. You did. Amen. Yeah, something's up uh, on the screen. That's good. We could start there. We could start anywhere. Um, this morning, we, we actually were in Lakeland at the Church of God over there and the Highlands Church of God. I'm going to come down here where I can see y'all. I feel like I'm so far away. And it was a little bit strange because the uh, music wasn't loud enough over there. And when, when you do music, I don't know if you know this or not, but it, it helps you not only to hear it but actually feel it. And so there's something about being able to feel the music, and it was so quiet it was kind of scary. And so... Um, Right about halfway through, I actually stopped worship early because it was just weird. (laughs) And then we got into what God wanted to do, and it was great. And we did, we had five or six people get healed, and not only just get healed, but actually get up and testify at the end that they had gotten healed. So I thought it was really important. Now, I have really taken a lot of thought. In preparation for this service, because I know my kids are here, I'm I'm so Destiny and Tiffany are my daughters. (laughs) Good job, you cotton picking right. (laughs) I got grandkids crawling around here somewhere, and they're just awesome. And this is one of my favorite places to be, to be honest with you. And this has grown, and I want to honor your pastors tonight because they have done such a wonderful job in four short years. And I think when we came here first and we we dispersed them over here, I think there were six people or something like that that were here, maybe seven. Ten. Ten. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. There were ten people, and God just wanted to use somebody who was willing to come in, take what, you know, the funny thing about God is he always takes what you have and he multiplies it, and he brings it into something else and brings you in from, and the Bible talks in, in, in short sentences over things that took long term. You know, like it says that Moses lived from glory to glory to glory. And it sounds like he didn't have any problem because there was always glory. But from glory to glory was 40 years at a time sometimes. And it was very difficult. But Moses is one of my favorite people in the Bible. And I just, I want to get into some stuff that happened with Moses tonight, and, and while we were here, I, I did write down a few things while we were in worship, and so I don't have notes really, if anybody wants them, I'll sell them for $750, you can have my notes. Uh, it looks like a scratch piece of paper, but maybe you'll get something out of it. If we could put that first scripture up, I think it's, thank you Anthony, is it Anthony that's in the back, yeah, amen, another son. And he said, please show me your glory. Then he said, now, when it says, please show me your glory, that's Moses speaking. Then God said, I will make all my goodness, everybody say goodness, pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Who's the name? Yeshua. Yeshua HaMashiach that is the name that was proclaimed before Moses and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion one of the things that that, that we really like to emphasize cuz one of our sons these guys lived with us all of them at one time it was amazing that, that, that some of the things that Jill was talking about, other churches actually told them you don't want to be like them because if you're like them, you'll be marked. But I want to be marked for his glory. And I don't know about you, but when, when Moses said this, it's is just something I can relate to because I'm tired of church as usual. I'm tired of the same old, same old. The same four songs, no spontaneity, no real stuff. The Bible said this about Solomon. He was the wisest man that ever lived, and he was also one of the richest kings, and there was nobody like him. And his splendor was amazing. And the Bible said that Solomon, when he was king, had built shields out of solid gold. He built 200 of them at the cost of modern day, $482,000 apiece. Then he built some smaller ones. 300 of those at the cost of $112,000 apiece. And they were authentic. And it was real. But there was this son of his that came along named Rehoboam. And there was another king that came out and they took those golds of shield and, or, or, or those shields of gold, and they replaced them with shields of bronze. They went from the authentic to the fake. And this is what has happened in the modern church. We've substituted, if I could say, it's a forgery what is going on. And we have a form of godliness, but no power. We know how to say the right things. We know how to shout in time. But let me just say this to you. This is authentic. And it's precious. In the sight of God and in the sight of man. We have for years sought the the power of God in worship, just like you're experiencing Maybe not quite as intense as you're experiencing now. You guys have got it going on. My brother was a minister of music in our home church in Live Oak, Florida. And we learned how Johnny Walker, where y'all at? My friends. Yeah. Johnny Walker taught me a lot about worship in Miami, Florida in Upper Room Assembly of God. And we took it home and we showed it to, shared it with my brother. And My brother Wally was an amazing singer, an amazing musician. But he took it so far and talent will take you so far. But there's something about the anointing that when it comes and when it's no longer we have to do a certain number of songs, a certain number of choruses, a certain number, and then we're done. I loved it because when I walked in tonight, the the, the praise team was uh, worshiping. I would say practicing, but it wasn't real. They they were actually worshiping at that point, long before you got here. They were worshiping, and as they were worshiping, they said, well, these are the two songs we're going to sing. And one of the musicians said, then what? And Cove said, then you're going to have to follow us (laughs) because we're going to do what God says to do at that point in time. And this is how the glory actually comes. We, we, we learn to worship and it doesn't matter where you're at. When you learn to worship, you'll worship at home. We used to have what we called HGPs, Holy Ghost Parties. We would just go to our house and turn on music and nobody had to lead or anything else. All we did was just worship God until God came. And we, we, we talk about the glory because the glory is so important, because in the glory, if you read that and you go back and you study it, he said, "When my glory comes, so will my goodness." And everything that happens to you is not good, but God is good all the time. No matter what is going on in your life, the theme of the Bible is that God is good, and his person he doesn't do good, He is good. So, when he shows up, goodness follows him. It's something that you can't help but have happen. Rehoboam came in and took the gold away because he thought it had value and he wanted it for himself and another king. And he replaced it with shields of bronze. That's what's happening in the Christian church. People have taken the gold of God's glory and replaced it with the bronze of man's glory. And that's why people go home feeling hollow and angry and upset. And you hear about revival here and you hear about revival there. Uh, In the Psalms, I think it's around chapter 85, verse 6, it, it says something about revive us, Lord, so that we can rejoice in you. Yes. Yes. So we want to be touched with the genuine, with the authentic. Yes. Not with some fake thing. Not with just another good song. I'm going to go way out on the limb. I think some of the conferences that people attend are very, very good. And I think some of the conferences people attend are very bad because they've learned how to make it look good. Mm. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 said, I have set an effective door over you, talking to Paul. And that's what the word was tonight. There was an effective door that was set before you so that you can go as deep as you absolutely want to. And it'll be real if you keep it real, if you make it about man, it can look good for a while. It will satisfy for a while, but yet you'll go home, feel hollow, and say, Where is God? Because we don't need that. Hey, Susie, how are you? Went to school with her and her sister. Isn't that great? Knew your dad, Link. Yeah, awesome. Isn't that great? Man, I I, I I got people everywhere. It's great. But if we make it about man, I'll say some things. I'm proud to be a worshiper and a worship leader. Cove and destiny, Tiffany, Tyler, Anthony have all sang with me. And been on my team. But they've taken it to a whole another level. And talent wise, they could make it in the secular realm. Let me say this the way that I can. And maybe you'll understand this because it's really important that we get it right. They could make it into the secular gospel Realm. You remember that scripture that says, not everyone that says Lord, Lord's is going to enter in? There's a lot of things out there that you listen to on the radio that ain't real. It ain't real. They feel like they can make it easier in gospel music than they can anywhere else. And gospel music covers an array of different styles from southern gospel to praise and worship. These guys could make it there. But that is not what their heart is about. And if you're around here for five minutes, you'll figure that out. It is not what we're about. It's never been what we're about. My wife and I have been chasing revival forever and ever and ever. Amen. In our Holy Ghost parties, we were at Prophet Rick and Sandra. I don't know if you've had him down yet, but we've, we were at his house. And we were there in, the, in Callahan, Florida, which is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay? It's the north side of Jacksonville extended to the country. And he didn't even actually live in Callahan. He lives outside of Callahan. He's in a double-wide mobile home. That means you can pull it down the road when you get through. (laughs) You were there, I think, that night. This is when Skype was new, and the people on the other end were so technologically challenged they didn't understand anything. But they were in, I think, Maine at the time, or Connecticut, one of the two, and they were watching through a very primitive at this point camera system on their computer. And we're in there, and, and, and I'm telling you, the power of God is in there. It's, it's amazing. And I just vibrated under the power of God, turned as red as a beat, my wife said, fell on the couch because I was afraid to fall on anybody else. <laughs> I'm a big guy. Fell over on the couch. God's in the place. And somewhere, I don't know where in this world, and, and it's on one of our Facebook pages and that, my wife went over because these people said, Hey! And it kind of shook us up because we're all oh, doing our thing. And they said, There's a portal over there. And I went and stood under it. That's when I started bouncing and turned red, Whew, fell out on the couch. But somewhere in this world, there is a picture of my wife with her hand reached up into the heavens. And all I can tell you, there was a cloud that opened up. There was a dove that was coming out of the cloud. And my wife's hand disappeared into that cloud. You can't fake that. And it's priceless. It's... It can't be faked. I've, I've been to Chinatown. Anybody ever been to Chinatown in New York? Been to Chinatown, man. My, my daughter loved going to Chinatown. Come on, somebody. If y'all know Destiny, she will, she will oh, man. One of those little Chinese ladies said, you leave my store. <laughs> True. You can get anything in Chinatown that is made. But the difference is, it's a fake. It's a copy. It'll say Rolex, but that thing might run backwards. Mm. People buy the genuine because they want you to think that they're wealthy. They want you to see on their arm their wealth, and what they think that they're worth based on what they show you. And you can buy a copy of it. But all the while, listen to me, you will know it is a copy and not the real deal. And so every time somebody says, oh, that's pretty, oh, that's nice, There's something inside of you that will rise up and say, it ain't real. And you try to hide behind the shield of the glow of the gold. Mm. When you know all along it's really bronze. Y'all in the house? Tonight I've asked God, what can I say that you don't already have experience of? I know some things about what's going on. I know that, can I talk about tomorrow night? Can, can I talk about those things? No, no, okay, never mind. Tomorrow night is Monday night. There will be Monday night football on, and you're able to watch it on TV. Praise God. To be announced. Mm. Then I will skip my next scripture. How's that? Oh, let me get my, my stuff out. The effectual for the, the poor. Oh, when, when anybody know who our son is? A few people. Good. My son, Brandon, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He had a 16-year drug addiction. He went to some place called Dunklin' Memorial so that he could get his life straightened out. And God blessed him. He's on 700 Club and all that kind of stuff, so you can see his testimony and you can see what God did for him. While we were in that same house, I think it was on a different night, might have been the same night, might have been the same night, my wife said, Lord, I read about something in the Bible called transporting. It's a form of a rapture. Where you're taking one place to another. And so my wife is there and our son is in in Okeechobee, basically. And we're in Jacksonville area, long way apart. How many knows that God is not limited by time nor space? He can do what he wants to He can do what he do, baby. It ain't up to you. It's up to him. But my wife felt a need during that time, and she was sitting over on the couch, and there's a picture of this, too, somewhere in the world. And you just see her, and she looks like she's nearly dead, just knocked out on the, in the chair. And she said, what happened was God impressed her to pray for her, his, our son, her son, my son, too, it's my son. <laughs> said Lord if there's any way take me to him about a week later I guess it was my wife said that our son called her and said mom last Saturday night were you or my sisters praying for me and she said "Ah." Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. And she said, wait a minute. What did you say? He said, last Saturday night. She said, oh, yeah. I was praying for you. He said, I was in the room, and there was these demonic entities that were entering into the room. He said, when I was there, it was scary, and it was frightening. But I felt a presence come into the room. Something familiar. Something that was real. Mom said, yes, son. That was me. And she said, I was in that room and I rebuked the devil off of him. You know what's real? When the devil understands that you understand the authority that you walk in. And because of the power that was on her, the devil had to back off of him. And he was able to make it. Listen, there are some conditions you get yourself into that you, if you can get through today, it's a big deal. When you're in drug addiction, if you can get through today, it's a big deal. If you can get through tomorrow, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yes. We were in Callahan, Florida in a little tiny church way up north, Hilliard, Florida. That's actually where we were, Hilliard. And we got something. It's a secret weapon. Anybody ever heard of a prayer cloth? We got one. We've been carrying this prayer cloth around for 25 years since we were in Upper Room. Since Pastor Julio told us, and and these people know Pastor Julio, that's the reason I call him by name, I see you traveling with suitcases. And we went on the road within three months of that, and we've been ministering ever since that day. Well, we started taking this sheet with us everywhere that we went so that it would be in the power of God long enough that it would become saturated because your Bible tells you that they took handkerchiefs from Paul's body and he laid them on, or they laid them on people. People were healed because of them and also demons had to flee because of it. And it's very impressive. So it taught us that the anointing is tangible. Now when you see this sheet up here, because I'm going to ask you to come up in just a few minutes. And I, I will tell you this. I was standing on it over here during praise and worship. And those who can't see me, I'll lift my foot high enough. I'm barefooted. Because we consider this holy ground. We've had people get healed just walking across it. We've had people... Women who could not conceive, I have to be careful how I say this. Women who could not conceive, not get pregnant on our sheet, but. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I need to make sure. Don't, don't misquote me if you want to, but don't misquote me. But after they had been on this, go home and conceive And have babies when they couldn't do it before. What we normally do and what we'll do tonight is once we invite you up, I'm gonna ask you yes, you're gonna have to show your feet or your socks or whatever you want to. Don't step on our sheet with your shoes unless you just absolutely have to. Because I've asked God to show us His glory tonight, to show us His goodness. We've had plenty of miracles, and we're going to have them tonight. i got to ask a question, though. This is going to seem so random, and I got this yesterday, and I don't do this kind of stuff. My wife does. She is the one. I blame her. She does it all the time. She will give you a word that is just crazy accurate. She will call out things that are weird. Well, this morning, that's what happened to us. Happened to me. I like weird and unusual because I know it ain't me. God gave me this number, and I don't know who's in here, and it may not be for a soul here. It may have been for the online crowd this morning. But God gave me a number, and if this number applies to you, I'm going to share it. And then I'm going to share what God gave me about the number. Regardless if anybody in here says, that number, I know it. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And what he's done for, what that means is what he's done for somebody else, he's going to do for you. So I'm going to talk about that for just a minute. Huh? Don't forget what? Hilliard? What were we doing in Hilliard? <laughs> crazy stuff. We we spread the sheet and these guys came and some of them that came with them said, does that thing have icy hot on it? I think it was you. It was him. It was, no, it was pastor. (laughs) David Hogan is a friend of ours. He does this when he comes to our church. David Hogan has raised 39 people from the dead. He's known around the world. His crew's raised about almost 600 from the dead right now. And, I mean, just crazy, crazy miracles. But he does this crazy thing when he comes to our church because he'll reach way down like this and he'll pick up some fire out of the river of God that's flowing. <laughs> and the reason I tell you that is because when people have walked on the sheet, they felt the current. <sighs> and so tonight we're going to reach down and we're going to dip down and we're going to pick up some fireballs and we're going to throw it at some people and the glory of God is going to hit some of you here's what I believe there are some people that just can't get enough of Jesus and they want what he's got there's others that came to look to see what y'all are going to act like Is that you, brother? (laughs) But tonight, I dare you. I dare you to step in all the way. What else am I forgetting? Oh, he he was asking about Icy Hot being on there. That's about as much as I can remember, except he's... He's been a good (laughs) son-in-law. He got me some grandkids. It's really awesome. He's a good preacher. Guys, let me tell you where he's come from. When Gio first started preaching with me, every word was written out. Every word was pre-rehearsed. Now he'll walk up here and do like I do very little notes because he's full and what you get is authenticity it's not a forgery you know what a forgery is it's when you hear pick a guy I don't know who's your favorite preacher don't do it I'm going to be in trouble. And you listen to his, used to be tapes. Now it's MP3s or streaming online. And you listen to that and you regurgitate what he had to say. That's bronze. God, man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There's got to be a connection. So when the connection's real, when Tyler gets up to preach, how many like Tyler's preaching? I heard he can be a little tough on y'all. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it in just a second. Not him. <laughs> Number, you ready for this? Seven, seven, three, seven. Does that apply to anybody in here? Social security number, phone number, anything like that? Bank account. Some of y'all need to go home and check. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the word that the Lord gave me associated with that number. Seven, seven, three, seven. This is last night. I don't do this. y'all know this. <laughs> just, this ain't me. Seven, seven, three, seven. I said, Lord, what is that? Well, seven is the number of what? Perfection. Okay? So I was, I was down with that. I was like, hey, cool. What's the three? He said, there's three sevens. I said, oh, brilliant. So what's it mean? He said, well, what's perfection? I was like, I don't, I don't get the question. He said, what's perfection as it relates to me? And there's only one word in your Bible that's in there in triplicate. Anybody know what that is? Holy, holy, holy. And God said, I'm calling people back to holiness. And in the holiness that they will be healed of everything that is in their body, in their soul, and in their spirit. I don't, man, I'm feeling God up in here. I don't know about you. I'm calling you back to holiness, the way you live, the way you walk, the way you talk. It's incredibly important because it's not enough to come up here and just sway under the music and and get to rocking back and forth with the beat of the music and the guys are going and the girls are going and it feels good and it's wonderful and then you walk out the door and you hadn't changed at all. Come on. Come on. But he's calling the remnant. Because not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. But those who do the will of my Father. And if we'll plug back into holiness, what you watch, what you say, what you listen to, where you go. I'm going to get all over you and you ain't going to like it. What you eat. How much you eat. Oh, tonight we're going to pray some stuff off of people. One of the prayers that we're going to have is we're going to pray unhealthy pounds come off of people. That's not a joke. There, I, I have done, in the church I was in today, there has been seven funerals this year. How many knows that's too many? Amen. The, uh, this, this month... Early part of the month, on a Saturday at 2 o'clock, I did my double first cousin's funeral, Dan Williams from from Live Oak area. I did his, and, and, and we look alike. We're that closely related. His mama was my dad's sister. His dad was my mama's brother. We'd have been hooked up either way. I did his funeral. The next week, I did Mike Nettles' funeral in the Live Oak Church of God. Mike Nettles, one of my better friends on the planet, the next week. I'm sick of death. I'm sick to death of death. Lynn Fletcher, a friend of mine from Live Oak, Florida, who owns Hallens. You'll know him. Lynn said to me, and we were talking about a friend of mine named Randy Lamb who recently died, Lynn said to me, he said, have you ever noticed that the picture of the devil always has, he's always got a fork with him? He is killing people with that fork. So tonight I'm going to pray for unhealthy pounds to come off. Why? Because David Hogan didn't, it worked. He said, I was in a meeting, and David likes to jump around a little bit. He said, and I went over and I prayed for this big, large person. And he said, I prayed for him. And the next day I'm in there just bouncing, getting ready for church. And this really normal sized person came up to me and said, Hey, Brother David. And he said, I heard the voice. And I thought, I know the voice, but I don't know the person. And he said, when I was there, he said, I looked. And he said, who are you? She said, you know me. He said, I do not know you. <laughs> he, he said, I don't forget faces. I might not remember your name, but I don't forget faces. You prayed for me last night. I did not pray for you last night. He said, yes, you, yes, you did said the problem was I was 200 pounds heavier last night than I am today. (laughs) Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can even think of or dream of or comprehend, be glory unto him in the church. And I want to tell you something. When his glory comes, so does his goodness. And the goodness of God is in this house, and it's going to... I didn't say it might. I said it is going to transform people tonight. Just a few minutes. Y'all talk about words of knowledge? They They do? Y'all do? Good. (laughs) So I don't have to explain that. If I get a word of knowledge, you know that God is calling you out right. so that He can heal you, right. so He can change your situation. Not because He sometimes does that, but because the goodness of God has come with me tonight. The glory of God has come with me tonight. And I don't know about you, but I'm about ready for something besides the normal stuff, yeah. come on. besides... Three songs, three points, and a poem, and a prayer. I think God is bored with that stuff. (laughs) I I don't know who does what, how y'all do anything, but we about to do something. (laughs) Come, Come do what you do, buddy. Before you do, stop by on your way. Come here. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. My daughters told me that this guy was getting kicked out of the place he lived at the beach. So I went and looked him up, knocked on his door. Said, come on, get your stuff. you going with me. He's like, what? I was 18. He was 18 years old. Getting kicked out. No place to go. Come get your stuff. you going with me. Where are we going? You're going to my house. God saw destiny when others saw a throwaway. And he knew about tonight, then. And according to Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope so that you can go out and you can touch others and give them a future and a hope and bring about something in their lives, which I've deposited in your life. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased and one of the most talented musicians I've ever met, period, anywhere. I've been fortunate. I've played with professional musicians most of my life off and on and played all over the place. Those people that you see on the Gaither vocal band, whatever you call it, videos, I've played with most of them at one time or another. And when I say this is one of the best. He's one of the best, not just because of his talent, but because of his heart. Do what you do, babe. Y'all want me to talk about Tyler for a minute? (laughs) I got a friend that's sure enough prophet of God. His name is Richard Vickers. He's sure enough prophet of God. But one day, (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah, I got to tell this. Okay. Not long after he had, I, I, he came to me, I said, man, you want to come and leave worship with us? He's like, I don't know. What's it pay? I said, I got a daughter or a puppy. Which one you want? <laughs> True story. <laughs> Rick and I pulled up into a Publix parking lot, and Tyler Burns was getting out of the truck. He had never met Rick. I said, Rick, that is Tyler Burns. I said, Go over here to him and say to him, Are you Tyler Burns? And, and he went, Yes, I am. He, he said, I thought, Man, here goes. A true prophet of God is in the house. He, I'm going, he said, I'm going to Africa. I can't help it. It was fun. (laughs) Tyler's heart is so after God. You you have no idea. We've told people this for years. You have no idea the power that's in front of you when you stand before these people because of their heart and it's pure. It's not their power. It's the power that works through them. Because they have dedicated themselves. And I'm telling you something, I've lived with them. I know it's real. I know it's real. Mm. Tonight, I need you to have faith, I need you to expect. Glory of God. Am I forgetting anything? You got anything you want to say? All right now? Well, I need some help. You guys spread that out. Let me tell you about your pastor's wife. (laughs) Glory to God. When Destiny was growing up, we we always told her she was going to grow up and rule a third world country. She knew exactly what she wanted all the time. She, she, oh man, let me step up here. Come on, Jesus. In that same meeting that he felt the icy hot and the river flowing across his feet, Destiny got on top of the sheet And she just kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know if you fell down or knelt down. She got down. And it was so incredibly awesome because it was the one time that she didn't have, she wasn't in full control of everything like normal. And God stuck her head to the ground top of the sheet and she was crying to her mama 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 I'm stuck my head is stuck what was that it was the glory of God when you can't pick your head up and I know they talk about this but it taught them to go low glory of God is the goodness of God in a very real tangible way and it's called the kabod which means the weightiness of God God is going to hit some of you tonight with a weight you want to know why people fall down because they can't stand up a meeting and Randy Clark was there and Randy said I want you to stand to your feet and hold out your hands he said and God's going to do something here in just a moment and said some of you are going to feel something in your hands and it's going to be very heavy Like, I don't know, maybe a sword. Can I say that? Or you want to take just heaviness? You want to hear it? my, this It's my wife.
0: It was just like a, if um, he just said, hold out your hands and ask to receive. And okay. we're glory chasers, so. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm getting wrecked. Probably shouldn't be standing on the sheet. So I stood up, and they were doing worship kind of like what COVID is. They began to pray. And suddenly my hands got incredibly heavy, like something that's happening right now. had dropped something in it, like gold or just heavy metal. Like I could feel like it was weighing my hands down. I got so wrecked that night. I I, I was just like, I couldn't, I was beside myself. And I believe in God's going to begin to touch you that way. Just ask Him. Come, Holy Spirit. Let us experience your glory. Your kabod. The heavy presence, God. Even before you come get on this sheet. Now I want to tell you about this sheet while you're standing there. It's been prayed over by uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. Every church we go to prays over it for the next church. So attached to this sheet are the prayers of multiple, multiple churches. Thousands of people for you. Most recently David Hogan prayed over it. There's oil marks. There's mascara marks. It's not very pretty anymore. But you're not looking for the pretty, are you? You're looking for the presence. I want somebody to get their shoes off right now who wants to come get up here. Just stand. Don't wait till we tell you. Stay on the edge till we tell you. Just form a line. We're going to need some help. Just you can make a line that way or all the way around. on your own. Come on, Jesus. Why don't you just hold your hands And I want you to tell me later if you begin to feel something. Like in, in my hand right now, I'm beginning to feel electricity. So I don't believe some of you are feeling tingling and electricity in your hands. Fire. Fire in your feet. I got this whew, awesome presence in my belly. I don't know what happened to me tonight. I had the sister that was doing the flag over there. She was doing some warfare like crazy, and the Lord told me to go kneel in front of her and have her to do those flags over me, and I was a mess. Been a mess the whole service since. So we're gonna walk you across here. Some of you are gonna fall. We're gonna have to move you, roll you out of the way so other people can get across. But whatever you have need of, you just ask God I believe, just put your hands in the air. We're going to lead you across if you want to help lead them.
1: is doing in your life.
3: Sacrifice I grew